0: Chapter 18. Peter walked in front of the elephant. He carried a Next to Peter walked Leo Matinet. Behind the elephant was Madame Levon, who, in her wheelchair, pushed by Hans Eichmann, who was, in turn, followed by Bartok Winn, and behind him was the beggar Tomas with Ido at his heels. At the very end was Sister Marie, who, for the first time in fifty years, was not at the door of the orphanage of the Sisters of Perpetual Light. Peter led them, and as he walked through the snowy streets, each lamppost, each doorway, each tree, each gate, each brick leaped out at him and spoke to him. All the things of the world were things of wonder that whispered the same thing to him. Each object spoke the words of the fortune teller, and the hope of his heart that turned out after all to be true. She lives, she lives, she lives, and she did live! Her breath was warm on his cheek. She weighed nothing. Peter could have happily carried her in his arms for all eternity. The cathedral clock told midnight. A few minutes after the last note, the magician heard the great outer door of the prison open and then close again. The sound of footsteps echoed down the corridor. The steps were accompanied by the jangle of keys. Who comes now? shouted the magician. Announce yourself! There was no answer only footsteps and the light from the lantern and then the policeman came into view he stood in front of the magician's cell and held up the keys and said they await you outside who said the magician who awaits me his heart thumped in disbelief everyone said leo matinee you succeeded you brought the elephant here and madame levon as well yes said the policeman "'Merciful!' said the magician. "'Oh, merciful! "'And now it must be undone. "'Now I must try to undo it.' "'Yes, now it all rests upon you,' said Leo. "'He inserted the key into the lock and turned it "'and pushed open the door to the magician's cell. "'Come,' said Leo Matiné. "'We are, all of us, waiting. "'There is as much magic in making things disappear "'as there is in making them appear. "'More, perhaps.' The undoing is almost always more difficult than the doing. The magician knew this full well, and so when he stepped outside into the cold and snowy night, free for the first time in months, he felt no joy. Instead, he was afraid. What if he tried and failed again? And then he saw the elephant, the magnificence of her, the reality of her standing there in the snow. She was so improbable, so beautiful, so magical but no matter, it would have to be undone, he would have to try. There, said Madame Levon to Adèle, who was in the noblewoman's lap, wrapped up tight and warm, there he is, that is the magician. He does not look like a bad man, said Adèle, he looks sad. Yes, well, I am crippled, said Madame Levant, and that, I assure you, goes somewhat beyond sadness. Madame, said the magician, he turned away from the elephant and bowed to Madame Lavon. "'Yes,' she said to him. "'I intended lilies,' said the magician. "'Perhaps you do not understand,' said Madame Levan. "'Please,' said Hans Eichmann, "'please, I beg you, speak from your hearts.' "'I intended lilies,' continued the magician, "'but in the clutches of a desperate desire "'to do something extraordinary, "'I called down a greater magic "'and inadvertently caused you a profound harm. "'I will now try to undo what I have done.' "'But will I walk again?' said Madame Levan. I do not think so said the magician but I beg you to forgive me I hope that you will forgive me she looked at him truly I did not intend to harm you he said that was never my intention Madame Levon sniffed she looked away please said Peter the elephant it is so cold and she needs to go home where it is warm can you not do your magic now very well said the magician he bowed again to Madame Levon. He turned to the elephant. You must, all of you, step away, step back, step back. Peter put his hand on the elephant. He let it rest there for a moment. I'm sorry, he said to her, and thank you for what you did. Thank you and goodbye. And then he stepped away from her too. The magician walked, circling the elephant and muttering to himself. He thought about the star on view from his prison cell he thought about the snow falling at last, and how what he wanted more than anything was to show it to someone. He thought about Madame Levan's face looking up into his, questioning, hoping. And then he began to speak the words of the spell. He said the words backward, and he said the spell backward, too. He said it, all of it, under his breath, with the profound hope that it would well and truly work, with the knowledge, too, that there was only so much after all that could be undone, even by magicians. He spoke the words. The snow stopped. The sky became suddenly, miraculously clear, and for a moment the stars, too many of them to count, shone bright. The planet Venus sat among them, glowing solemnly. It was Sister Marie who noticed. Look there, she said. Look up. She pointed at the sky. They all looked. Bartok Wynne, Tomas, Hans Ekman, Madame Levon, Leo Matinay, Adele, even Itto raised his, he- his head. Only Peter kept his eyes on the elephant and the magician who was walking around and around her, muttering the backward words of a backward spell that would send her home. And so Peter was the only one to see her leave. He was the only one to witness the greatest magic trick that the magician had ever performed. The elephant was there, and then she was not. It was as simple as that. As soon as she was gone, the clouds returned, the stars disappeared from view, and it began again to snow. It is incredible that the elephant, who had arrived in the city of Baltis with so much noise, left in such a profound silence. When she at last disappeared, there was no noise at all, only the t t t of the falling snow. Ido put his nose up in the air and sniffed. He let out a low, questioning bark. Yes, Tomas said to him, gone. Ah, well, said Leo Matine. Peter bent over and looked at the four circular footprints left in the snow. She is truly gone, he said. I hope she is home. When he raised his head, Adele was looking at him, her eyes round and astonished. He smiled at her. Home, he said. And she smiled back at him, that same smile, disbelief, then belief, and finally joy. The magician sank to his knees and put his head in his shaking hands. I am done with it then, all of it. I am sorry, truly I am. Leo Matiné took hold of the magician's arm and pulled him to his feet. Are you going to put him back in prison? said Adele. I must, said Leo Matiné. And then Madame Levan spoke. She said, No. No, it is pointless after all, is it not? What, said Hans Ickmann, what did you say? I said it is pointless to return him to prison. What has happened has happened. I release him. I will press no charges. I will sign any and all statements to that effect. Let him go. Let him go. Leo Mactenay let go of the magician's arm, and the magician turned to Madame Levan and bowed. "Madam," he said. Sir, she said back. They let him walk away. They watched his black coat retreating slowly into the swirling snow. They watched together until it disappeared entirely from view, and when he was gone, Madame Levan felt some great weight suddenly flap its wings and break free from her. She laughed aloud. She put her arms around Adele and hugged her tight. The child is cold, she said. We must go inside. Yes, said Leo Matinay. Let's go inside. And that, after all, is how it ended quietly, in a world muffled by the gentle, forgiving hand of snow.